the Dare to Decide podcast, where we take a psychological dive into our everyday decisions that shape our relationships, health, and finances. My name is Marion. I'm a former school psychologist who built a multiple six-figure online business, helping thousands of women transform their health and confidence. This is a podcast for women who don't want to settle for a life that is less than what they know deep down they can create. I believe that to begin building the life you truly want, you are just one decision away. This is an Up Level Your Life podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 13 of the Dare to Decide podcast. I'm so happy you're here. If you have not done so, go ahead and click that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And if you love this podcast and you've gotten some value from it, in your life, do me a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple iTunes. Whenever there's more people that say, hey, this is great, and give some good reviews, Apple decides, hey, we should show this to more people and we grow organically. So if you've ever gotten any value, I would so appreciate it if you left a quick review and I will love you for it. Okay, so today we are talking about how to stop self-sabotaging your weight loss. And gosh, We all self-sabotage in different aspects of our lives, right? It's part of the beautiful human experience. Some common forms of self-sabotaging that you might recognize are procrastination, which is my personal favorite, comfort eating, uh, self-medicating with booze or drugs. And the definition of self-sabotage, I looked it up for for this episode, is behaviors or thought patterns that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do. And I think the important term there is, in this definition, is thought patterns. Because most people think of self-sabotage as only the actions, right? We don't typically think about the thoughts behind the actions. But action follows thought. Change your thoughts and you change your actions. So basically, if you want different outcomes in your life, Instead of trying to change your actions, start with changing your thoughts. And if you're wondering, uh, Marion, I want different outcomes. How can I change my thoughts? Then you want to go back and listen to episode six, where we talk about how to reframe any thought that's holding you back. So think about it like rewiring a computer and your brain is the hard drive and you can fix the wiring anytime you want. And when you do update your hard drive, you'll be amazed at how it'll change your actions. But actions without changing your thoughts, like that's that's why people quit and fail at making new habits. And that's what we're talking about today is how to stop self-sabotaging your weight loss from a thought perspective. Because I see it all the time with clients. And I should just say, I wanna be completely open <laughs> And say, I've been 100% here myself. I hope you never listen to this podcast and think I'm over here acting like I'm immune to all the stuff I talk about. Uh, No, not at all. Um, That's why I share so many personal stories is to say like we are in this together. Um, But I will say I have trained myself to become self-aware. And that makes all the difference. And the good news is being self-aware is something that you can teach yourself to do fairly quickly. So, all right. The easiest thing to do when you self-sabotage is to just quit. That's what most people do. They quit. 
But the best thing to do when you realize you have a self-sabotaging habit um, is to take a hot second and to understand the root cause, which kind of requires you to take a step back and look at yourself from a distance. And since we're getting close to Christmas time here, then you know the movie, The Christmas Carol, where Ebenezer Scrooge flies around and as a ghost and observes his life from the outside. And he's watching himself and he's thinking, oh gosh, I'm, I'm kind of an asshole, <laughs> right? That's kind of what I'm going to encourage you to do is pretend for a hot second that you're watching yourself from above. What would you see yourself do? Would you see yourself jumping out of bed first thing in the morning to go work out? Or would you see yourself hitting the snooze button one too many times? What would you see yourself eat, uh, drink? Would you watch yourself binge on ice cream late at night? Like you get the idea, but this is just a quick, simple exercise that within, honestly, within 15 to 30 seconds, you know, deep down, if you're on the right track with your weight loss goals, or maybe we need to pivot a little bit. Either way, once you have self-awareness like this, you can change anything. So now I want to dive into the five most common problems that lead to self-sabotaging your weight loss. And you'll notice that all of these are rooted in mindset. Because when these little problems grow roots in your brain, like little roots in your hard drive, it affects our actions. Remember, action follows thought. So let's start with number one. Number one is fear of failure. So we are always making decisions from two places. Your decisions are either coming from a place of fear or a place of personal power. And you know, these two decisions feel very different, right? Because I bet you can think of decisions that you've made from fear and how that feels. And I know you've made decisions from a place of personal power and how amazingly different that feels. So when you're starting your weight loss journey from a place of personal power, dang, that's like, get out of the way. You're going to be successful because in your mind, it's already a done deal. You've made the decision and you maybe know it's going to be hard, but girl, you're ready to take it on. But the fear of failure is a real thing when you're thinking about losing weight. Maybe you've lost weight in the past and you gained it back. Or maybe you have a history of losing some of the weight and then quitting, kind of that yo-yo um, mentality. Whatever it is, I want you to know it's okay. <laughs> it's something you can fix, but not through actions, which I know sounds counterintuitive, but it has to start with your thoughts. We have to rewire your hard drive so that you can feel empowered and not fearful. People who fear failing, well, they typically fail, but there's nothing to fear with your weight loss. Like it's one step in front of the other type of a process. And I guarantee you've done harder things in your life. You just have to decide you're going to come into the process from, from a position of personal power and tell your fear to zip it and take a back seat. Like, you've got this. All right, so the next common problem, number two, that leads to self-sabotaging your weight loss is restricting. Oh, restriction almost always leads to emotional eating. I think this might be the number one pattern of self-sabotage that I see. And I, and I get it. Like I used to, this is, I used to seriously not allow myself ranch dressing 
on my salads. And I, I love ranch because it, it like felt against the rules or like I was cheating, um, which is ridiculous. But I also used to limit fruit because, again, it was against what the diet book I was following was saying, like, avoid fruit, it's sugar. Uh, it wasn't until years later that I learned how absolutely silly those two things were. And if you're always restricting and focusing on what you can't eat, then at some point you ultimately will fall into a self-sabotage loop. So what is the solution? <laughs> Repeat after me. I can eat my favorite foods and still lose weight. You can have ranch dressing on your salad and still lose weight. No one gains five pounds from eating too many blueberries. I'm pretty sure about that. You can have occasional treats and still like nail your weight loss goals. So the solution here is to take a deep breath and reassess how you're approaching food. If it's from this super restrictive perspective, then I would recommend maintaining your new, like your healthy lifestyle, along with adding in a few of your favorite foods in moderation. And I'm not saying, like, Marion's saying I can eat the entire jar of ranch. No, I'm just saying we don't want to pour the entire jar on our salad. But take two to three tablespoons of ranch goodness and enjoy your freaking salad. Because you're not trying to just lose weight for a month or two. You're probably trying to create a lifestyle where you keep the weight off. Like, so this is about sustainable, enjoyable weight loss for the long term. And that re- that means removing the emotional weight that we've so ridiculously added to certain foods and replace the word restriction with moderation. And you'll be happier and you'll still lose weight. It may not be as quickly, but again, are you playing the short game or the long game? I personally will play the long game every time. All right. So the third most common problem that leads to self-sabotaging your weight loss is feeling like you need to be perfect all the time. Perfection is our own worst enemy. This is something I see big time with working out where you start out strong on Monday. Like, here we go. You show up. Tuesday, ah, damn it. Uh, you missed Wednesday and then Thursday. Oh, screw it. I'll start again on Monday, right? Creating a healthy lifestyle is not about perfection. In fact, it's not even about like this destination. Again, it's a lifestyle that you want to create for yourself. So take a deep breath. You're going, you're going to have a rough day. That's life. You're, you're going to have negative thoughts now and then. That's normal. You're going to have some bad habits creep up out of nowhere and try to take over. That's okay, especially if you've become really good at that self-awareness thing, that Ebenezer Scrooge (laughs) floating over yourself. You're going to be aware of those bad habits, and they're not going to stick around. And you have to tell yourself you're going to be just fine. So the solution to this, if you do suffer from perfectionism, which is a real thing, is to remind yourself that perfection isn't real. It literally doesn't exist. Then (laughs) I know what you're thinking. Yes, Chris Hemsworth is arguably perfect. It's close, but since we're talking about weight loss today, we'll we'll talk about him another time. So I always tell my clients though, just because you get a flat tire on your car doesn't mean you take a knife and slash the other three. 
So why do you give up on yourself after one or two missed workouts? It all comes down to self-discipline here. So let's make it easy to succeed and difficult to fail. My best advice for someone struggling with workout perfectionism is to do your workout first thing in the morning, like right away. The longer you wait to do it, the more likely it is that it won't happen. Let me repeat that. The longer you wait to do it, the more likely it is that it won't happen. So that actually applies to a lot of things, by the way. The longer you wait to leave a bad relationship, the more likely it is that you won't. Or leave a a crappy job you don't like, or go on that dream vacation that you've been thinking about for five, ten years now. The longer you wait to do it, the more likely it is it won't happen. So take this as a little nudge, a little nudgy poo, to stop getting in your own way and take action. All right. So the fourth common problem that leads to self-sabotaging is this belief that the scale should only go down when we are on a weight loss journey. So yeah, you could be doing everything right. And guess what? The scale will, and it should, go up some days. Your weight gain wasn't linear and neither will the weight loss be. Like when I see, what I see often are clients who jump on the scale in the morning and they see that it went up, even though they've been following the game plan like a boss. So then they feel discouraged. The discouragement leads to thoughts like, what's the point? (laughs) Or like, I'm never going to lose this weight. And as we already talked about, thoughts lead to actions. So what kind of actions are going to naturally happen if you're thinking, what's what's the point? I'm never going to lose this weight. Well, or this isn't working. (laughs) Well, that's like when the self-sabotaging action springs up. So they might eat a donut in the staff break room at work or go out for this sugary happy hour uh, drinks after work, or skip the next day's workout. You get the idea. Um, And the solution to this is we need to understand that weight gain is a part of the weight loss journey. I know it might sound, sound weird, but we have to think of it like an ingredient in the weight loss pie. Like you are going to have a full cup of weight loss and maybe two tablespoons of weight gain. It's all part of the same the same pie. And I'm not sure if I should use pie as an analogy when talking about weight loss, but that sounds kind of good. You get the point. So the scale goes up some days. It's just our bodies adjusting. Just be patient and trust the process and keep going. All right. So the fifth and final common problem that leads to self-sabotaging your weight loss, and this this is a good one, is unsupportive people. So we're talking about family members or friends, coworkers that for whatever reason want to poop on your party. Like those coworkers who make little passive aggressive comments about your healthy lunch or friends who say things like, you got to loosen up when you order water at the restaurant. I mean, gosh, I've even had clients whose husbands were a strong, unsupportive force in their weight loss efforts, which is usually indicative of something much deeper, right? But here's the deal. People who are judging your healthy efforts are actually doing it out of their own insecurity. It, it has nothing really to do with you. You are literally right in front of them proving to them that they could make a healthy decision if they wanted to. 
which is very uncomfortable for the person who finds comfort in their excuses, right? And so if you find yourself being surrounded by unsupportive, poopy people, make the decision that you're not going to give up. You're not going to self-sabotage this time. In fact, use their words as fuel, like extra gasoline on your fire that, (laughs) hey, Sharon from the accounting department, you can have all the opinions you want, but watch me, just watch me. And so harness their negativity and use it as your positivity. And as a final note, we've all heard that saying that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time around. So if you're looking around and the top five people in your circle are eating junk food, they don't work out or take care of themselves, and they're judging your healthy eating choices, then I don't know, it might be time to find some some new people. And the best way to do that is to go where healthy people hang out. So maybe go to your local Barry's Boot Camp or Orange Theory, or look to see if your neighborhood Facebook page has a walking or a hiking group. Um, You can also check out meetup.com to just jump into a local meetup where people are moving their bodies. It might feel intimidating at first, but everyone has a day one, and you can too. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope this episode was helpful and that you feel a renewed sense of confidence and power as it relates to taking control of your own health. You can do this. It's one decision at a time followed by one action at a time. And the only way to know you've truly made a decision is if there's action. So let's freaking go. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Dare to Decide podcast. If this was helpful for you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It's truly what helps the podcast grow. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and tell me what you think. I can't wait to hear from you. Mm -hmm.